You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio. I am Jarrett, and I am here with Mikey Kenny, also known as Keylock. Yo, what's up? Yes, and we are Bondless today again, but uh, Jason Bond will be back soon for all the Jason Bond, a.k.a. Emery fans. He's not gone forever, folks. So, uh, but thank you, and welcome to the show once again. Um, it is July 11th, and we will be releasing this on July 12th, and it's, I don't know, it feels like it's been kind of a quiet week for Overwatch. Pseudo, pseudo quiet. Pseudo, somewhat, somewhat. Well, what have you been doing this week? Overwatch. <laughs> Overwatch. Oh, yeah, <laughs> what in Overwatch, though? Overwatch, uh, I've started playing Inside, I've, I've dabbled with Pokemon Go a little bit, and mostly just Overwatch. Oh, okay. I I totally skipped Pokemon Go. I had no desire to play it. I had it's, no desire to play it. It's really, like, not... I mean, it's it's a game that's going to be popular that shouldn't be because it's not really, like, all that grand. It's just, like, one of those things that you and your friends get together and just go do is what I've kind of found out if, like, you and a whole bunch of friends are into it. But, like, other than that, I've just been playing JRPGs. <laughs> See, I, th- I, uh, it feels like, uh, I wouldn't say a fad, but it almost feels like the popular gamer thing to do right now. I think that's where we, th- that's where we are in gaming, where you have, in order to, be, in order to be in, you got to be playing certain games. Well, that's what it feels like. You got to be doing certain things. Well, I'd, I'd hate to say pot calling kettle black on us, but. We do have a podcast about Overwatch, and Overwatch is that popular game. <laughs> but the thing is, we're actually good at it. That's the difference. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're not just playing okay. it to be cool. We're not some streamers who suck at Overwatch and are ruining people's games oh. so they can get views. Okay. We're not those people. We're not Casey Tron? No, we're not. You know what? Let me talk about Casey Tron for a second, because people don't like Casey Tron. You know why I like Casey Tron? She is one of the internet's greatest trolls right now. She knows her audience, and she knows what how to... She she is probably one of the best streamers in the entire world. Like, the whole Casey Tron thing is a show. It is. And I love it. <laughs> I fucking love it. Like, she is she is the one of the greatest internet trolls right now. Because there, will people, there are people who will argue with you up and down... That she is serious, <laughs> you know. Even though her name, her, her her logo, is inspired by the Brazzers logo. Like, come on, that shit's classic. She, yeah, she's she's very uh, she's Casey Tron, and that's all yes, you can she say. Yes, Casey Tron. But then we we're not here to talk about streamers. We are here to talk about Overwatch. 
and over bad Overwatch streamers. Not, not, not real. No, we're, we're actually, not. We're not gonna diss streamers. <laughs> we're not gonna diss streamers. We we aren't. I mean, who, who knows? We may be streamers one day. Not likely. Not. I I, not likely. I don't think anyone wants to see my face. So. <laughs> yeah. So let's go ahead and we'll just go ahead and move into our mentions uh, for the week. Not much because, like I said, it was it was kind of a quiet week. I didn't see a whole lot of blue posts. Mm-hmm. I didn't see a whole lot of news. Um, I knew do one. I know one piece of news that came out, and maybe this is why it's so quiet. Is that there will be a behind the scenes of Overwatch uh, segment at Comic Con, and they may be saving a lot of stuff for that because they're specifically going to be talking about their newest hero, who they haven't named yet, but we all know it's Sombra. Yeah, <laughs> like it's. It's Sombra. I mean, there's been streamers that have accidentally said the name Sombra and that they've actually been playing it. So they what? they're not. So yeah, streamers that actually Reaper says her name in the game. I know, but like we like stream. I'm just saying, like popular streamers have gotten a chance to play her, but they're not supposed to talk about her. You right. know what I mean? But you know, things slip. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I know Reaper says Sombra's name mm-hmm. in the game, and also um, Soldier Seventy Six when talking to Farah. If you, if you, okay, well, actually, it's um, it's not in the staging area, but if Soldier Seventy Six is near you, and, and, uh, near near Farah, and that Farah gets a direct hit on a, on a target that kills them, he might say, "I see you get your aim from your mother." Yep. So even he mentions, you know, Sombra to a degree. Yep. In Blizzard, they teased Sombra, kinda. You know, they, basically they, they they teased her weapon. I would say they they released a uh, image on uh, Twitter mm-hmm. that's supposed to be a communication between uh, Mercy, Torbjorn, Soldier seventy six, and Reaper, all while they're with Overwatch. It's Overwatch archive image. And I hope they do more of these because it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And it has. Uh, Mercy's staff it has Soldier 76's you know healing pod thing. Mm-hmm. It has something else too. Like I don't know what that is. Do you know that the, the like, above the gun? Like there's a picture of the gun, but there's, above the gun there's like a little canister. Maybe that's something that uh, maybe Sombra it's is something have. like maybe it's gonna be a launcher of some sort. I don't know. Like it's a, almost like a, a, maybe like a grenade. I'm thinking like you'll launch like an AOE heal location or something like that. Maybe. Versus Maybe. like placing it down like Soldier Seventy Six does or whatever. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of it. Like no one really knows what she's gonna do. All we know is that she's supposed to be a sniper healer. Well, so a sniper support. Sniper support, right? Yeah. Well, we, she. We, the, the thing is, like the teaser even mentions Mercy's healing, like her healing tools that she came up with or whatever. So it makes you think, okay, this this person's gonna have some kind of healing ability in my yes. mind or it, it's going to be an amp up ability one of the two it looks like the gun is specifically made for healing so i'll just read what torbjorn what, what's on the actual image and, and torbjorn's portion says as discussed this is the proposed rifle that could be equipped by medics in the field despite what my esteemed colleague will surely suggest the application of her biotic technology is only intended to be used for healing and then uh, Mercy responds, while Torbjorn has, as ever, put forth a very clever design for his latest weapon, I would like to remind everyone that my intention when agreeing to develop oh, d- agreeing to the development of different biotic delivery mechanisms was to save the lives of Overwatch agents and others in the need of medical aid. Pain. With this 
Oh, what is that? Nothing. Keep going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With the latest proposal, it is clear to me that we are on a slippery slope to... Pr- uh, Slope to modifications that will inevitably, inevitably, sorry, result in a weaponized version of this technology. Something that I have completely, that I am, or that I have been completely opposed to from the beginning. So apparently, you know, Torbjorn built this gun. This gun mm-hmm. is supposed to help with healing or give long. Well, so here's the thing. She says this that I've made this biotic technology for healing. What this might tell me, and this is what I'm thinking. Is we might have a dot a dot damager. Think so. Well, because reverse engineer healing, what do you get? Damage over time. Right. Well, we don't know if this gun is going to give heals over time, though. Yeah, that's well, that's true. But it says I've turned this into like some kind of weapon, and she's thinking that it's not just for healing. So in my mind, the reverse of healing is dots. Well, yeah, it's it's damage. I mean, it could, it could definitely give damage for sure. Um, I just don't know if it's going to do regular damage, like, you know, Widowmaker sniper rifle, or is it going to do dot damage, you know? Which I don't know. I don't know if dot damage... I don't, it Widow would be fair a, in this game. Wid- Widow doesn't have... Oh, well, she, 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 she does have dot damage, but you have to step into that mist. You know, I don't know if long-distance dot damage is really going to work out. What if you get dot damage? What, or if, what if you have the orbit discord on you and you get the dot damage? You know. And then you have two support. Then you're doing dual supports. So then yeah. you're missing out on damage dealers. But what I'm saying is basically like, what if the initial impact of damage from the rifle isn't all that grand? But then the dot damage, depending where you got hit, is escalated. But you can still mitigate dot damage with healing because it's only still going to dot for so long. Like, it could be, like, so many seconds. So, if your healer is on point, he can mitigate the the healing, the the dot. Right. Or it could just mitigate, you know, Lucio's constant fucking uppage of health. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I'm just pitching, I'm just pitching, like, thoughts out there on, like, what it might be. I really don't know what it is, so... Yeah, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll obviously we'll wait and see, but now, now I imagine it's not going to be that long since they're talking about, you know, the, well, the San Diego, San Diego Comic Con's at the end of the month, so yep, we don't have that much long to wait. Uh, so what else we got here? Oh, season two, Overwatch season, or not Overwatch season two, but the competitive mode season two. Um, they did say that sudden death was already going away, but one thing that they will be doing is bringing. Uh, they will be bringing high. Oh, sorry, not uh, time bank. Sorry, that's what it's called. They will be bringing time bank to both escorts and hybrid maps in season two. Right now, time bank I think is only on assault maps. Mm-hmm. Like that's how they fixed the issue of assault maps taking so long. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, time bank will be going to escort and hybrid. And I'm kind of, I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. Um. But at the same time, it extends matches, too. Well, like, assault matches. Want. Well, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I want to be like. Sometimes I like time bank and assault masters. Sometimes I'm just like, Ugh, I kind of wish this was over because this team is terrible. Like when I'm playing a competitive match where both teams are terrible, mm-hmm. I kind of just want to get out of that match. At that yeah, point. but you can't have it both ways. Like you can't be like only for terrible teams do this. You know? Well, what yeah, I, mean? I know. That's why I'm conflicted about it. Oh, well. you know, that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm a little conflicted about it because, like, 
you know, right now, uh, Temple of Anubis is definitely one of those maps where you'll see it go back and forth to sudden death. You know, but I, I guess that'll be different because sudden death will not be around this time. It'll end in a draw, which that will kind of piss me off with as much time as you spend on these mm-hmm. maps. You know, so yeah, I guess that's kind of cool, but then at the same time, I kind of well, wish. Uh, I don't know. We'll I'm see how it works. I'm gonna play it and. I'll see how pissed off I get and how much salt I expunge from my body afterwards. So, right, yeah, I actually don't have a problem with sudden death all that much. I just think it needs to be adjusted, you know. But how? Not the way Blizzard did in his latest patch. I'll tell you that much. We'll talk about that <laughs> in a few minutes here. But uh, that's the thing. I, I'm. I don't know. Maybe I'll. Maybe that's what I'll do. Maybe maybe the next episode or next week I'll get more in depth on how you fix sudden death. Okay. Tease the people for next time. Yeah. So that's what we do. But for everybody I know, Time Bank is coming to Escort and Hybrid Maps in Season 2. Also uh, coming, I imagine, soon, uh, and this is not a big deal for, I guess, average players, but for those who like to take screenshots or stream or record their highlights, there will be uh, some features coming that will allow you to hide your UI. Some people were on the forums complaining about, about the fact that when you record your highlights, that the chat is always there. You can never hide it. Or when you're streaming, you can't hide the chat. So Blizzard, they, they've already thought about that. They're going to be taking care of it for you. So I thought there's a way to hide all UI already in the game. I didn't say anything. Is it a key command? I think I might have accidentally done it, but I don't remember how I did it. Cause like I had accidentally pressed like some keys and like next thing I knew I lost like all my HUD. Really? And then I like had then I like try to redo it or whatever and I fixed it, but I don't remember what the hell I did. No, but. I I don't remember I don't I don't remember seeing anything like that in the game. So hmm. I don't know. All right. Well, either way, it's coming soon. So <laughs> we'll have well, to wait that long if you wanted it. More power to people who want to post up their YouTube highlights. I guess I'd do it, but I don't really care about the chat because nobody's looking at the chat. When I post the highlight. My problem is I always like forget to go record my highlights when I do something really cool, and then I close my game, and then I lose them forever, and I'm just like, shit. I'm sure a lot of people have that problem right now. That's I would I would hope Blizzard's working on that. I can't imagine that it's that difficult to 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 link it to YouTube. You well, know? like, I just want to be able to save it to my... If you could even let me just, like, save it to my hard drive without having to use a secondary software to, like, record the whole thing. Like, because right now I'm having to, like, bring up, like, my uh, my recorder from uh, my graphics card or whatever, record it, and then put it in my hard drive, and then upload it to whatever I want to. Yes, I, have, I use DxTory to do my records for now. I need to actually. I just have to rebuild my PC, so I, I need to reinstall that. But right, no, I know what you're talking about. Uh, so let's move on to our next section here. We actually got an email response about Torbjorn. Last week we talked about the, tor- the upcoming Torbjorn nerf for console. It's not coming to PC or on console. They are planning to reduce Torbjorn's damage by thirty percent, and nobody really seems to think it's a good idea. I guess except that people that hate Torbjorn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess they want more Bastion in their life. Yeah, yeah, you know, because that's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, so, talking with, uh, actually, we weren't talking about it, but we, we had one of our listeners, Wayne Tech Thirteen, he responded uh, actually twice. He sent two emails talking about 
the Torbjorn nerf, so I'll just read them off. I wanted to chime in on the Torbjorn nerf. One or even two Torbjorns aren't a problem for halfway competent players, even on console. And that's 100% true. Uh, I deal with Torbjorn the same way that I deal with him on PC. And it's very effective. My biggest problem with Torbjorn is that he destroys my teammates. <laughs> that is my biggest issue with Torbjorn. But uh, continuing. The biggest problem is that a 5 or 6 stack on console is nearly impossible to beat. Because of the instant lock, lock hit scan, it makes Torb Torbjorn overpowered on console. And yes, I will also admit that Torbjorn is harder, yeah, harder to deal with him because of not having that mouse and keyboard. It, it, it and not it's just the insta lock like the fact that it like feels like it catches you before you can even see it sometimes like right. six man torbjorn on temple of anubis was the most uh, i mean we got through it but it was the most annoying frustrating like trying to get people together and stuff to get that work through i had ever experienced just because it was like Torbjorn turrets in really weird locations, and then also dealing with the random lava pelts that were just coming from different locations. Right, yeah. I mean, it's... It, if it's one thing, it may even on PC, it may be a little bit easier to deal with, but it's not fun. No. It's not fun when people stack Torb. No. Uh, it's not. Can, Stop it. <laughs> so Stop continuing it. with his uh, email, I think this 30% damage nerf is a bit too far because it's going to hurt a solo Torbjorn's functionality. I think slowing the lock-on will make Tracy too strong. I don't know what a good balance for Torbjorn would be, but something had to be done, because even in competitive, I've seen multiple teams get salty and stack Torbjorn in defense, mm -hmm. and unless your team goes full Zarya, you're screwed. Because once, once they get one Molten Core, it's just a chain of them, and they're almost unstoppable. That's also pretty true. Yeah. Like, pretty much, like, yeah, I, I don't really know what you do in this situation because the damage nerf is too much for 30% because, like you said, you're nerfing solo torp too hard. And then if you reduce the time on the turn on the lock, you're buffing tra Tracer by accident. Yeah. And I'm going to get into that in a minute. Let me finish reading his emails. Uh, so maybe a nerf to his turret health pool or make or make it a bit bigger to make it easier to hit. I'm not a genius game designer, so yeah. So that was his first email. And I, I replied to him, and he replied back, and he says, you know, I've been thinking a lot about the Torbjorn thing. I think the 30% damage nerf to his turrets will make a single Torbjorn almost useless. Right now, Torbjorn has a definite defense and utility purpose, and with a solid team comp, he's invaluable to many good strategies. I think a range nerf, maybe from 40 down to 30 or 35, will be a far more effective way to mitigate him because it will be it would make stacking turrets almost a non-issue after the first push because Farah, Hanzo, and Widowmaker would easily be able to perform their duties. It would also keep Solo Torbjorn viable. All it would mean is that he'd have to get a bit more creative with turret placement instead of just grabbing the longest sightline he can and just hammering away for seven minutes. It also would make him a terror for that annoying housefly tracer. All very true. I do like the idea of. I mean, we talked. I think was wasn't you suggested, or was it Bomb that suggested the? Um, or no, what? Maybe it was John that suggested. Yeah. Uh, the um, the range nerf. Yeah. Which if and they I, haven't nerfed anything, I would say, if, you know, range. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Yeah, because it's really frustrating because I feel like 
from the lift from the lift in um Hollywood at the very back to like the staircase going down next to the car I can sometimes use Farah to rocket the turret but it still is far enough to catch me from that far the fuck away and it's really annoying because I'm like how far away do I have to be to not get clipped by this stupid turret so I can just poke at it to death right because I don't know well, the thing about the range, the reason why you have to be wary about um, about the range is because sometimes you might make it a little bit too open. I mean, right now with a Widowmaker or a Hanzo, if you have a sight, if if the turret has a long sight line to you, you probably also have a long sight line to it. So you can you can hit it with Pharaoh rockets, you can kill it with Soldier Seventy Six, you can. Han- killed with Hanzo and Widowmaker, and on certain maps like v- uh, Velasca Industries or Raskaya Industries, or some places on um, Hanamora, we, the place you mentioned on um, Hollywood. Hollywood, like you can, you can. It's actually not difficult to to take the turrets out from those ranges with those specific characters. Now it just makes it even less effective because even more characters, people can get even closer to it. And uh, and do damage to it, but I'm not necessarily against it because most people place their turrets in places where, when you turn a corner, it already sees you. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot a lot of people don't necessarily go for sight lines, but I do think the guys that go strictly for sight lines that would hurt them the most. I'm still a fan of reducing the turrets' uh, turn speed, and I know a lot of people don't want that because they think that tracer would just run amok if that was the case. Tracer, she, I'm not talking about reducing it by like one, even one second. I'm talking about 0.5 seconds, you know, something like that. Sure. Um, they can, they can do that as soon as they reduce her, re, her, uh, cooldown time on a dash by 0.5 seconds. Well, so that's the thing. I mean, first of all, her dash only moves five meters, you know, it's, in order, if she saw a turret, right, mm-hmm. and the turret starts hitting her. If she were to use dash to get out, she'd probably need to use all three dashes. If she's going to go across the map. You know? If she needs to go across the map. If it's just around a corner, it's like poke, 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 poke. You know, yeah, she's, it's just more like- likely, she's more likely to use recall when she starts getting hit. Which is going to be a problem regardless. Yeah, I mean, but recall is on a long cooldown. That's why, that's why I don't have a problem with recall. Is because it's on a decently long cooldown. It's those dashes. Like, they're just up. All the fucking time, it just feels like it. They are, but I'm that's not all too she's con- got. I know. I'm not, I'm not too concerned with because, like I said, she only moves five meters at a time, and that's how I've been playing against her since uh, beta. When I f- f- figured out how fa- how far she actually moves and how quickly she can recharge, I could kill a um a uh, tracer with Soldier Seventy Six rather easily. That's why I guess I, w- I was more for the McCree and with the McCree nerf, I was more for him being a tank buster than anti, you know, Tracer, Tracer or anti Genji because I just didn't need it. But I understand the people that do. Uh, so I'm not I'm not totally against that, but I mean, if if I guess I can see where the problem is, and if they if they decided not to go with, well, they're actually not deciding to go with the turning speed nerf. Uh, they're going with the damage nerf, which nobody wants. But if I had to take anything out, probably it would probably be the reduction at this point. You know, that seems 
out of all the nerfs, it seems to be the uh, the one that'll be the most balanced. I think. Because like I said, if if you did the uh, the turn one, okay, fine. Some people may think that's a little bit too light on Tracer. If you do the uh, the damage nerf, then it kind of makes uh, Torbjorn not really a uh, a threat, unless that Torbjorn stays with his turret the entire time. Now, that's he's still a threat. If he if the turret's hitting you and Torbjorn's hitting you, that's a problem. Well, a Torbjorn should be in the vicinity of his turret, but never like far the fuck away from it. You know what I mean? And right now they are. Even on PC, they they can why. go pretty far because they go they go to collect scrap and then they put out that oh. <sighs> scrap is so bait. Scrap is the biggest bait. <laughs> it, literally, I feel like scrap is the biggest. Like, hey Torbjorn, you you want to help your team some more? Just just come out here. Just, just come. Out. Oh, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't you know. I don't play Torball that much, but when I've played him, I've never had a problem like collecting scrap. Well, it's because the. Typically, like, it just depends on how far out the bodies are dying. Like, because here's the problem with, uh, I'll use Temple of Anubis again, because I like using it as an example, apparently, today. All the scrap is always outside past the gates. So, you kind of have to put yourself in a little bit of danger to go get it. Because the minute you pop out of that, like, those, that entryway, it's like, oh, fresh meat to all the people that are just standing back there waiting to kill something. Well, maybe so, you just gotta wait and... Until they're all dead. They, yes, exactly. Or until a few of them are dead. I mean, it's not like Torbjorn doesn't have teeth on his own. That, that gun he has is actually pretty powerful. God, that gun is a little... It's, it's a little much. Yeah, I, will, I will admit that. It, it, it is a little headshotting much. with that is, like, a little ridiculous sometimes. Yeah, so... I don't know. I guess, well, okay, so Blizzard's going to put this nerf down regardless. Unfortunately, I think they're going to see that it was a bit unfair because they're definitely going to see, a, especially on console, they're going to see a drop down in Torbjorn usage. And Easily. Yeah, by a lot. And this is why. I'm sure that they've seen a drop in McCree usage on PC. And it's more, I think, but it's still a lot of people playing McCree. You know what's Dude. funny is I huh? played more. I've played more McCree I ever have since the nerf. <laughs> me too. Me too. I, but on console, I don't see anybody playing McCree because you don't. You don't have that reaction time. Yes, actually playing McCree on consoles. You know him being anti tracer is tough. By the time you throw the grenade, tracer's already moved. It's. But I'm not, I don't want to get into it. But you know, I think. Uh, based off of playing Overwatch on console and Destiny and some other multiplayer games on console, console players are more likely to use cheese than PC players. I found. More, I found on game, I, you have to, but remember, you have to do it on a game that's kind of on booth. You know? Okay. And I, know De- I know that Destiny is not uh, a PC game, so maybe I, maybe I shouldn't judge based off Destiny, because with Destiny, people will just pick up whatever the cheesiest gun is, whatever the cheesiest move is, and then they I've, will just constantly use it in multiplayer. I, I've seen some cheese and some sudden death competitive. Well, like, yeah, I'm not saying like... that PC players don't cheese. Don't get me wrong. Because I've seen some cheesy-ass shit. <laughs> I, have seen, I have seen Bastion Torbjorn, not Bastion Torbjorn, uh, Bastion Reinhardt, more on console than I have on PC. Well, that's because it's easy. Well, I mean, I think because it's easier to deal with that on PC than it is on console. 
That's still a ridiculous thing to deal with. I mean, regardless, no matter what, Reinhardt Torbjorn is fucking annoying, period. Yeah. But I think... You have to deal out 2,000 damage before you can even deal with the fucking... That's why you just ignore it and just run past it and just not give a fuck. What if if they're on attack and they hop onto the payload and they do that shit? You get behind them. You're like, okay, so what about the other four people they have with them? Dude, all you need is a tracer. Like, just zip, zip, Good. Good. Tracer, Tracer does not take him down in one clip. You could just get a Genji to run behind him, dude. Like, there's tons of ways to deal with, like... There are ways to get behind him, but that's two people. That's two people you gotta deal with. And as soon as he gets hit, he's gonna start... He's gonna turn around. McCree can do it. Just fan, fan hammer him. And just fan hammer when he turns around. But roll, you gotta make stun, it behind fan him. hammer. You gotta make it behind him on the payload while yeah. they have four other players. That's You're true. almost yeah. That's the problem. Like if you just talk about it, like it's you and, and your team versus a, a Reinhardt and a Torbjorn, That's one way. But you got to take into consideration that most of your team has to focus on this effort to get rid of that pair, while the other team has four other people on their team to I, kill you guys. I mean, you just rain justice from above. But whatever. So you need to wait for an alt. And I mean, hopefully pretty, none of the other four people Pretty much like an ult is how you're going to deal with like a three man. Like the other problem is you're also forgetting like nine times out of ten when there's a Merce, when there's a Torby, uh, uh, a Reinhardt Torb, you're going to bet a bottom dollar that there's a Mercy standing right behind them too. Probably. Yeah. So you've got, so there's half their team. If your team can't handle three other people while well, like two people go and handle three people... <laughs> well, no, it's not that. Think about how fast Bastion cuts somebody down. That's yeah. why your whole team. That's why almost your whole team has to focus on that situation. Well, because and- if you turn to your side, you know, to fight somebody else, and then that that payload comes around that corner, and you're out there. I mean, you're you toast. Could, you you're could toast throw the cheese. No you could you could throw the cheese right back at him. I mean, you could set up Reinhardt Torbjorn. I mean, Reinhardt Bastion. Maybe. Well, you could, I, I mean, guess you so, could literally just be like. And you could just mow each other down, <laughs> like I don't. I mean, you can on on offense doing that to defense. I'd be like, let's just do the same fucking thing. If they're gonna cheese, yeah. I don't and then you. and then they have to deal with a Reinhardt Bastion, and then you can get behind them. Yeah, I would probably just stop playing at that point. When it's Reinhardt Reinhardt Bastion versus Reinhardt Bastion, there's no point in playing because it's not fun at all. No, at but- all. That, but I'm just saying, there's ways to like. It just depends on the map too. Like, there's a lot of different map. Like, King's Row, I feel like it'd be easiest to take out a Bastion Reinhardt sitting on a payload. I see so many windows to kill the fuck out of them. It does depend on the map. I will say that it, it really does. But you get something like Hanamura. Well, there's no payload to sit on. There's no payload to sit on. But now they, they have like a corner that's going to be very difficult for you to get into. That gives I, them almost a full view of they, the area. They literally have to. Okay, if you let them get to that corner and set up. It's by their spawn. Are I'm you talking about defense or B. offense? Defense. Oh, defense? Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought we were, thought we were still on offense and whatnot. I'm switching okay. around. I, I got to keep you okay. confused, Mike. Apparently. Okay. <laughs> so defensive Reinhardt Bastion. Mm. Uh, I mean, that's. That's rough. 
Yeah, that's that's like, what I want to deal with. I mean, that's how I feel about like fucking Torbjorn on defense on uh, Temple of Anubis on point B. Like it's just it's a rough it's a rough day. Yeah, you can do uh, it. You just have to flank them from like three different sides. Like that's the thing. You've got to like. Well, you need a Zarya. Zarya you need more versus Torbjorn. I mean, you need Not a Zarya. A Genji that, can do it. Like you just, and you need a good sniper. Honestly, like a good sniper would be really great. If you have the line for it, but for a Torb on uh, Prince Temple of Anubis point B, Zarya. I'm going. Oh Zarya. yeah, Zarya. Pop that bubble coming around the corner. The the, the, tor- the turret's probably going to be almost dead. Sorry, a Reinhardt combo. I'd use both. I'd go double tank, double support. We're getting off topic now. This is turning into watch pointers now to how to deal with Torbjorn on shitty points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but unfortunately, um, I, I think we're going to see a huge drop off of Torbjorn on console because just for what you know Wayne Tech said that it's it's gonna make him almost useless and Blizzard will see that and they'll readjust in a later patch. Unfortunately on console it takes Blizzard longer to get patches out because of the certification process. So I guess we'll 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 see how that goes. But thank you for emailing in Wayne Tech. Uh anytime anybody has anything to say about I guess anything we talk about, sure shoot us an email, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, whatever. We'll, yep. uh, we'll talk about it. So, uh, let's move on to patch notes. This is going to be real quick. Uh, the patch notes did something very surprising, in my opinion. I really didn't expect it. In competitive play, it reduced the uh, the amount of time for sudden death on almost every map. I mean, it was every map except Hollywood. Why Hollywood? I don't know. That is. I have no so idea. So random. Yeah. Like, what is so special about Hollywood? So, I said it's actually reduced them all on it. Like, Hollywood stayed the same. Right. Numbani moved up. It, it actually increased. So, Hanamura, it went from 145 down to 135. Temple Anubis is now 130. Velasca Industries, oh, Velskaya Industries, I keep saying it wrong, is 135. Uh, on Dorado, it's 130. On Route 66, it's 135. On Watchpoint Gibraltar, it's 135. On King's Road, it's 130. And on Numbani, it's 150. I don't understand why they made it so short. Because now on many of those maps... Cheese. So much cheese. Yeah, it's like... you have On Temple of Anubis, you have 90 seconds to take the first point. You kidding me? It's gonna take you... Six Torbjorns, let's go. (laughs) Dude, it's gonna take you 60 seconds just to figure out how to get in there. If yeah. you're in, if you are in sudden death, okay, more than likely the team is pretty good. I mean, don't get me wrong; both teams could suck on defense. They can completely blow on defense, and that's why both teams made the sudden death. But more than likely, the teams are gonna be good. And you mean to tell me you think it's only it takes ninety seconds to get that first fucking point? I, ha- I as a Symmetra, I have protocols on how to stop that from happening. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, just just me. Even if my entire team stays in the front or my entire team dies, I have been able to hold point A on, on a fucking Temple of Anubis by myself or at least long enough for my team to get there. Mm-hmm. Come on. I uh, Yeah, I don't see why they changed this. Why change it at all at this point? You're getting rid of sudden death in Season 2. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, so uh, I, 
I think they're they were they're testing the waters for something, and I don't I don't get it. I don't know why. There's I don't see the rhyme or reason. I would need clarity. I need clarity on this. Yeah, I don't know. We're just dealing with it. Um, other than that, the patch notes fixed some things. Um, so that thing we were talking about where Mercy's healing would break if she turned around or lost sight of her target, that's been fixed. Apparently, um, Winston, his hits were inconsistent during Primal Rage on targets that were uh, in range. I don't know if it means it was hitting them too frequently or infrequently. They don't explain. So whatever it is, it's back to normal now. Uh, Zarya's alt fire was not scaling properly with her damage boost modifier. That is something I noticed, but I just kind of, I kind of pushed off as me being salty about not being a, getting a kill. <laughs> like I was like, it's like what the fuck? So like, was it supposed to deal more damage or less damage? Well, the the, the when the the larger the the boost modifier that Zarya mm-hmm. has the larger the projectile's supposed to be. So I don't know if you ever noticed, but sometimes her beam is fucking huge. You ever see that? Yeah, it's fucking massive. Yeah, like, it's, and it's, it goes really fucking far. Yes, that's when she's... When you're, like, above 50%, that's what it's like. You know, yeah. uh, you know, especially when you're at 100%. So when you do your alt-fire with the uh, with the balls... The orb, yeah. Yeah, the orbs, it's supposed to be bigger as well and have larger splash damage. Oh, really? Yeah. It's supposed to? I've just been like, oh, it just deals more damage. Okay, I'm down for this. Yeah, yeah. So. I didn't know it was supposed to have bigger splash and everything. Oh, yeah. So, oh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's going to be cool. And they also fixed an important issue where if you left a competitive game and came back, you were getting a loss. That's been fixed now. So if you would not just if you were just leaving, but if you were getting like um, disconnected from the server, mm-hmm. or you lost internet connection, and you came back immediately, you would still get a loss. They fixed that. So oh, Okay, good. That kind of sucks. Like, because sometimes you do, you do just DC and you're like, oh, shit, let me get back in. Like, you know. But- yeah. Yeah, so oh. not that it matters at this point because we 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 touched competitive. We talked about competitive yeah. last week. Everyone's pretty much this season's a fucking wash. Yes, let's just like wait. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, so there is something about competitive I did want to talk about, which is the type of people playing competitive mode. Ooh, here comes the salt, and here comes the tears. <laughs> well, this is not salt for me, okay? Well, I've been, you, I'm pretty sure if you listen to this show, you probably keep up with what's going on Overwatch. You're probably involved in the community. And you've been, if you've been on the Blizzard forums or even on Reddit, you've been seeing po- people post stuff like uh, competitive mode is toxic, and, you know, uh, I want to play, you know, the way I want to play, and I bought this game just like you, blah, 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 blah. And to a degree, I get it. Because don't get me wrong, competitive mode can't be toxic. People can't be straight up assholes. People can't be yelling and like, what? You know, you can. You, I'm pretty sure everybody has had that Reinhardt that charges in, dies, and is like, where's Mercy? Why isn't Mercy healing me? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I you know, that I'm pretty sure everybody has seen that. And that, that is fucking annoying. Kind of funny at the same time, but annoying when that happens. However,. There are a lot of players that treat competitive mode like it's quick play. And then they complain when people start telling them, like, hey, we don't need you to be that. We don't need a Zenyatta. We need a Mercy. Mm-hmm. You know, 
we don't need a, 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 a Reaper in this situation. We need a McCree or vice versa. You yep. know, we don't need two Widowmakers. <laughs> you know, stuff stuff like that. And people right. get and people get upset about that. Yep. Um, they do. Yeah, and players have been complaining about Christmas. Actually, there's a there's a form, uh, sorry, a form, a thread in the Blizzard forums that I commented on, and actually got highly rated, which was kind of a uh, kind of scary for me. But still, I'll, I'll just read it uh, from this one player. Please stop with the in-game criticisms. I'm trying to play a game. If I if I know you, that's different. But if I don't stop with the ridicule, I'm a 55-year-old software developer. I do my best, but I'm not as good as you are at the game. If you want me to quit, keep it up, and the game will be di- the, uh, will be diminished. If you're such an expert in the game, you must have a team of like-minded people to play with. This is a problem that is increasing. It's always one person telling people what to do and making fun of them when they fail. It's not fun or funny. So at that point, I was like, Okay, I kind of see, uh, you know, where he's going with this. At the same time, you already know you're not good at the game, right? Mm-hmm. Why are you playing competitive? And yes, that is a bit unfair for me to say because competitive mode is there. He should be able to play it if he wants to. And I mean, hopefully, I mean, I hope that he got placed appropriately like you know down in like the 30s you know maybe 40s something like that that's 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 a major problem i think with the system right now well here's a deal though here's i just thought as i was saying it down in the 30s and the 20s that's probably where you have your most toxic players people who think they're not necessarily no because you've got some hot shots who are like in the 60s and 70s who know because oh look at my score Oh, I should tell everyone how they should fucking play this game. You do this, you do this, you do this, so I can be good at this game. Okay, go. Literally, I've had that fucking happen. Really? I need you all to play this so I can be awesome, is pretty much how it goes. <laughs> I, I have I'm like, that happen. And I'm just like, fuck you. Yeah. Well, down there, it's the hardest to get out. Like, I have a friend who plays down in the 30s. Ouch! And he's how do like, you place in the th- like? I don't. How, how many do you? Was it like two, two eight? He went two eight. Yes. <sighs> yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, he went two eight. But there was somebody else who went two eight in the forums, and they got placed in the fifties. It has to count medals or something. I don't know. Yeah. So, but yeah, he he went two eight. That's like our thirties, and he was telling me. I told him. I said, down there, it's like crabs in a barrel. Like it's gonna it's gonna be real bad. It's gonna be tough to get out. The lower you go, the lower you go down, the tougher it is to get out. Bronze. Um, perfect Bronze example. League. When when I was uh, in the forties, that's where I actually placed. Um, I was in the forties. It was tough to to move up. Now that I'm in the fifties, like I've been like soaring up. Like it's it's a lot easier the higher you get. But back to this post, uh, he said this this you know people start replying back and saying things. Uh, this is his, his reply to them. Sorry, I paid for the game just like you. I didn't realize it was going to be a license for people to act like angry children. How I play the game is my business. Why should I have to listen to some shut-in tell me how to play the game? Oh, tell me how to play Bastion. I just want to play the game. If I want to hang back and blow people away instead of participating in a set piece where Cartman has me in a particular place, can't I do that? That's the problem. Go ahead, you got something on your face. <laughs> that's 
that's a really selfish attitude to have in a team-based shooter, but okay. Yes. That if is- you want that, play Call of Duty where you can solo kill all day long. Like, I don't, I don't get people that see team-based shooter, I'm going to play my own game and fuck my team. Yes, and that's the problem. So at the first post I rules, I was kind of like, I was like, am I? well, actually, with the first post, I was personally thinking that this guy shouldn't be playing competitive. And I was kind of like, am I being an asshole right now? You know, am I? Bond, am I being an asshole? <laughs> you know, but like, um, <laughs> when I read the second post that he posted, I was like, ah, no, you, this guy really shouldn't be playing competitive. I actually responded back to him. And this is what I said. I guess my first question is if you're playing quick player competitive, which he actually did answer later. If you're going to put, if you're going, if you're in quick play, I would recommend using, recommend muting or, and or blocking those giving you trouble. If you're in competitive, you really shouldn't be. And it's not because of your skill level. It's because you want to play the game the way you want to play versus being a team player and helping your team. People are ruining your experience by telling you what to do. That makes you that makes you even because you're ruining their experience and competitive by not being a team player. Take that how you like. It's the truth. Bring forth the downvotes. I was very ready to get downvoted because everybody who disagreed with this guy was getting downvoted. You know, yeah. uh, but I actually came out positive too. So go team. <laughs> you know, <laughs> go. <laughs> I didn't, vo- I, didn't, I didn't vote so <laughs> yeah. I didn't go new- he didn't get any votes from me I didn't try to shove so. that's because I'm a community man I'm for the people and the people liked what I said we're plus two that day when I, I like posted plus two. Yeah. <laughs> that day when I posted that I checked back like an hour later and I was negative 13 that's a comeback story right there Mike's rolling his eyes. I gotta tell you every time because you know it doesn't come across on the mic, but he he does that shit all the time. But <laughs> I just but, feel my quiet disdain should be enough. <laughs> but no, like I can understand, like in quick play, like sure, do what you you play the game, whatever. But like when you get competitive, it's a whole nother ball game. Like people are trying to win and people are trying to work together to win, or at least that's what they're supposed to be doing. And you going in there with a selfish attitude, like I'm going to do nothing but play Bastion all day, every day, attack defense on everything. Like you're just not a team player. And then what are you doing? You're ruining everybody else's ability to team play. You're forcing them to team play around you because you won't budge, which is what a child does. Yes. And literally what a child does is not budge until they get either punished or they get proven or they realize they've been proven wrong. Which I thought was ironic because he called somebody else a sh- he said you know he called somebody a shut in he said they act like angry children but he's acting like a child here fifty five yes. year old software developer that that's the thing I mean I understand his frustration but he really should be saying quick play and I gotta be honest with you that's me being nice because Overwatch is a team based game period even in quick play. So when you do that stuff in quick play where you're not really playing as a team and you're just kind of doing your own thing, you're actually ruining somebody's experience there as well. And I understand mm-hmm. that you played the game, but I mean, you paid for the I game. I paid for the game too. It's not a single, exactly. It's not a single player game. You got to take that stuff into consideration. Yeah. It's, it's like, the fair thing. 
If there was a solo, like, if you want to go play bots and do whatever you want to do, go play bots and do whatever you want to do. But, like, don't, or you want to go into quick play? I mean, that's kind of fine. You're still kind of ruining people's experience a little bit, but at least you're not screwing over their rank and competitive. So. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, quick play is the, the better place to do that, but I prefer that people didn't do it at all. Yeah. But competitive, like, you know, and, and people focus on this thing where they're just like, well, it's just a game, and I want to play the game the way I want to play a game. Quick play is quick play is the the the, the I just want to have fun part of the game. Competitive is still fun, but it's fun like being on a high school football team. Fun, you know. If you're on like a high school sports team, right? The, sure. You know, pretend if, I've done that. If you're on a high school <laughs> sports team, you have fun, but the fun comes from. Uh, winning, uh, conditioning yourself, and then seeing the results prove off. Uh, uh, you know, uh, um, well, that's not prove off. What's the word I'm looking for? Show, um, uh, ah, fuck, I, it's too late. I don't know. I've had a long day. But which, you know, having the, you know, the results show and work. Um, you know, stuff like that. But being in football pads in the middle of the, like in August, you know, being in full, fo- uh, full football gear is not fucking fun. You know what I'm saying? Nope. No, it's, it's not. It's not. A, it's, no, it's not. Exactly. It's awful in Texas. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if you're if you're doing track, you know, running for miles every day is not fun. You know, the way that I don't know, playing with Legos is fun. <laughs> Playing sure. Hopscotch is fun. Sure. Hopscotch? <laughs> yeah. Def- I'm I'm thinking about who, I'm thinking about something everybody can relate to. Anymore. I'm pretty sure somebody does. It's a timeless game. I'm do- uh, done. Move it. done. Oh, <laughs> We're done with this analogy. Done with this analogy. <laughs> You've been hating on this analogy since I started saying it. Cause you because you use hopscotch. Okay, then you do one. Oh, wall ball. Wall ball. Who plays yeah. wall ball? People with bouncy balls. Oh, yeah, kid. Uh-uh. I've never right. played. I, I have never played wall ball. I was probably deprived. Are you fucking what? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you you city slickers. Oh, city slickers. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. But the, I mean, hopefully, I'm making my point clear here that it's not that type of fun. Like the fun comes from winning and working as a team and overcoming this challenge that is the other team who's also gunning to win and do their best. That's the fun portion of it and competitive. And when you play competitive, you really, you can't have a thin skin, man. You can't, you can't have a thin skin. You have to be prepared for criticisms and you can't take everything. Everybody says as toxic, you know, if a player is saying, you know, Hey, we need a Soldier 76 here, not a Reaper. Can you please go Soldier 76? That's not toxicity. You know? That's just asking for a switch. That's just asking for a switch, you know? When you look at your team comp, and you're the only person who's not really fitting there, who's not doing anything, it's kind of like, eh, you know? That, that, that's the way it is. And sometimes you just got to learn to fire back. So, for example, I was playing competitive the other day, and we lost the first round of um, was it Ilios or no? It was uh, Nepal. Was it Nepal? Yeah, lost the first round of Nepal. And this guy 
starts railing on me as a tracer because he doesn't think I should have been tracer in the first place. And he was like, you know, tracer needs to kill people and this, that, and the other, and you're not killing anybody. And I'm just kind of like, dude, calm down. I have silver medals. I mean, I have, I have silver medal for kills. That means I am killing somebody. Take it <laughs> easy. We just lost the match or whatever. We just got to adjust the comp and that's it. And we did that and we started winning after that. Like sometimes you don't just got to sit there and take it and get all salty. Sometimes you got to realize that somebody might be salty and then kind of put them in their place. <laughs> okay. Calm down. Take it easy. It's only the first round. Right. <laughs> okay. there, we still have to win. We, they still have to win like two more. Exactly. We can adjust the comp and whatever. But uh, you, so you have those players, but then you also have players who don't really care about playing competitive. They're only there for the rewards, which the only reward is what those uh, those icons and the golden guns. Like there was another forum post where guys like, you know, so I guess I don't play competitive. He says, well, screw that. I want my golden gun. This guy clearly doesn't care about playing competitive. That's another selfish attitude to have. Uh, you know, he actually says that he disabled uh, chat. He turned his chat off. How does he expect to win competitive matches with a chat turned off? You, I mean, you want to get your golden gun, right? You need to communicate with your team to win. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand. Like, It, it just really feels like a lot of people aren't getting it. And that's what I'm trying to convey, like... I guess the number one thing is in competitive mode, you can't be selfish. You cannot think about yourself. If you're going into competitive mode and you do not have team chat on, you're automatically wrong. And that's actually a problem, a big problem on console. Me and John were playing Overwatch on Saturday night. Oh my God. It was terrible. It was the worst <laughs> Overwatch, like, I guess, session I've ever had on console because only one player got into team chat. You know, he only one player got in team chat. We started talking. We actually almost, we lost that match, almost won. But other than that, nobody talked. And it was terrible. You know, so if you're in competitive mode and you're not on team chat, that's, that's, that's the problem. And second of all, if you're not willing to switch characters or at least work with the other teammates, like let's say you're, the, 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 the situation calls for a Farah, but you suck at Farah, but you're good at Soldier 76, so you play Soldier 76 instead. And they're saying, like, hey, we need to switch from Soldier 76 to Farah. Maybe you should just tell your team, hey, I'm terrible at Farah. And then they're like, okay, fine. Or maybe I'll switch characters with you. Uh, you, you know, you take my character, yeah. I'll go Farah. Don't just switch to a character because people tell you to if you fucking, like, aren't confident. If you're not confident in it, tell the team. Like, just, just tell them. Because yeah. then at least then they'll know, and then, then maybe they can work around it. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, communication is key. This all leads back to communication to a degree. What? It's like people having to talk to each other. Yeah, no. In a G- team-based gamers, game. Gamers talking to each other? What the fuck is that? Yeah, that's how I imagine Pokemon Go outings to be. Just like a bunch of gamers there, but nobody's actually talking to each other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm joking, people. Oh, I'm joking. that's so sad, but true. <laughs> <laughs> no. Probably. I don't know. No, we don't know. I haven't been to one yet, so. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, side note, Pokemon Go, apparently, if you're using Android, it opens, like, it gives them access to all of your, uh... If you use the Google account login way, you could use the Pokemon Trainer login way to avoid it. Oh, okay. There's an alternate account route you can do. Watch pointers from Mikey Kenny about Pokemon. Poke pointers. Poke pointers? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, uh, uh, Yeah, it's just, as bad as toxicity is, 
right? Which it does get mm-hmm. pretty bad, and it was guaranteed to happen with competitive mode because stakes, you know, wow, <laughs> I was gonna say stakes are high, but stakes aren't actually high. Nobody, <laughs> most people who play competitive aren't gonna win anything. You know, I actually calmed my team down one day by saying, you know, because they were bickering back and forth on my like, guys. Take it easy. There is nobody in this group right now that's going to make top 500. And they're just like, hey, you read about that. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, it's, oh, man, we didn't get that one purple point. Yeah. Like it's, that one. Yeah, the, and most players are not going to make, you know, are not going to be in the upper echelon of Overwatch. And they're also yeah. not going to be an eSports star. So, you know, it's, the stakes aren't high, but... People are putting a lot of effort into it, and it's frustrating when you put a lot of effort into something, and the reason you're failing is not due to your own accord. It's because, or not even because somebody is doing bad, but because they're just being selfish and won't switch. Mm-hmm. That that really really sucks. So if you're if you really don't want to play competitive, or if you're gonna play selfish, which fine, go ahead and do that. Just stick to quick play and not competitive. Because you're going to have a bad time. And then you're going to make everybody else have a bad time. Exactly. So just, stick so to just avoid it. Exactly. Uh, so let's move on to watch pointers for this week. I don't think it's going to be that long. You know, we lost our number one tank buster a few weeks back, which was McCree. So we're going to talk about alternative ways to tank bust now. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, let's start with you, Mike. Like, What do you use to bust up tanks? Is it Do you do it like... Uh, Per a per tank situation or what's going on? Per tank situation. Right. Um if it's Reinhardt, I'll use Reaper. Um I'll use Reaper to get behind him and uh shotgun him a little bit. And if he starts wailing on me, you can just phase out and be like, I don't care. <laughs> yes. That's what I think that's what makes Reaper the top tank buster. Mm, yeah. It, right he's now? he's He's pretty much the go-to for tank busting. I would say he can kill just about any tank. The thing is, and get out. Yes, <laughs> and the the biggest problem, uh, the reason why he was second to McCree the whole time was because for Reaper, you pretty much got to get to the side or behind somebody. Yes, McCree was able to stop somebody a uh, tank dead in their tracks, except Reinhardt. If Reinhardt had a shield up. Yeah, Reinhardt, Reinhardt gave McCree a little bit of trouble. Yeah, but, but I, as McCree, I used to run through his shield and then throw it behind him. Yeah, or <laughs> you could just him. do what McCree should do and sneak around and still get there. So, right. I mean, McCree can still sneak around. Not like, like Reaper can. Not not like Reaper can, but McCree, if you know your maps, like you can you, you can, can get, get into some blind spots. Right. So. So yeah, McCree uh, or Reaper. I think he's a good. Point. He's good against Reinhardt if you can get behind him. Mm-hmm. But also, um, really good against Roadhog. I've seen very good against Roadhog. I've seen yeah. Like, we had a team that went uh, triple Roadhog on us, <laughs> and it was actually surprisingly effective. It is because if they land the hook, you're dead. You yeah. should die. You should die. Yeah. If you land the hook, you should be dead. Yeah. If you didn't, you fucked up. Yeah. They um they went triple roadhog on us, and we countered with double reaper and just demolished them. Reaper is, I mean, is no joke. He can tear through roadhog, uh, roadhog easy. Yeah. And I mean, if if he does hook you, you always have the ability to go intangible for a quick draw contest. Yeah, that is that is true. Because some people fuck up the hook, and you can get away, like May or Tracer can. Yeah, 
I think uh, Reaper's biggest problem is actually Zarya. Yeah, Zarya is a pretty good, like, she's the one tank he has issues with. Yeah, because, you know, when a Reaper starts shooting me as Zarya, I just pop my bubble and I take that energy. And that's usually, it, his his shots usually charge up your gun enough that now you can, you yeah, know. Yeah, you can bait the bubble. Yeah, you can you can actually have a shootout with him and kill him pretty quickly. He usually ends up running away. Yeah, but you can if you know. But if as a reaper, if you see her use her bubble and it's down, and then it goes down, just just go and shotgun her face off. Well, that's the thing. Like the the bubble, it comes up and leaves so fast. It's a two second thing. Like usually, well, I mean, if your plan is already correctly, you should be drawing your bubble while somebody's in the middle of an attack. Right, but like you, I mean, as a reaper, you can get around the field, and you can you should be able to see what's happening on the battlefield. All right. And if you see Azaria go ahead and like pop that bubble because of another like I don't know, Farah's throwing rockets down or she's burying Junkrat's balls to try to amp her damage up. Yeah, like you can you can go and punish that. That's true, but at the same time, with Zarya, if a Reaper's in front of you, you do your alt fire. Like if he's let's say he's chasing you, you're backing up. Yeah, do your alt fire at his feet, and it'll either push him back a little bit or stop his forward momentum. Mm-hmm. And you can continue to decrease, like increase your distance, and it makes it that much harder for him to kill you. That's what things are like. There's so many ways. Zarya, well, Zarya's not the Reaper counter. Don't get me wrong. No, but, in terms, but she's tank, e- yeah, in terms of tank busting, she's difficult to deal with. Yeah, I'd say McCree can deal with her pretty well because he, he can stop the, her. The stun, yeah. right? Like that's the other thing. Like while Reaper has a problem, like might have a problem with Zarya, McCree doesn't. Um, McCree didn't have a problem with anybody. <laughs> that was the problem. Well, well, I think McCree can't. How do I say this? Like McCree, McCree can almost kill a diva. Like he can't kill a diva in one go anymore. I feel. Oh, definitely not. So that's the. I think Reaper can probably deal with Diva a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, um, you can. And Farah, Farah deals with Diva. Well, that's really what I was well. gonna say. My, you know, actually, my, Reaper is a better pick for tank busting in general. But mm-hmm. I tend to go with Farah. I I go with Farah a lot because I'm better with Farah. Because like I'm not. I don't know why Reaper doesn't click in my brain. It just doesn't. But like I can deal with Reinhardt's with Farah because I just fly over. And then if they're raising their shield up to deal with me, that means my team is getting at them. So it's kind of like, do you want to deal with my rockets or do you want to deal with them? Right. And and Diva, like I symmetric the fuck out of Diva. <laughs> like it's so satisfying to just run circles around Diva and she can't catch you because she shoots too slow. And then she pops out, and then you're just like, I got you, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and you just cook her. Yeah, once and- she's out. she's she's a- Especially if you're like a diva, she's assed out. Oh, sorry, if you're a Symmetra. Yeah, or May. Like, May deals with Diva pretty well, too, I feel. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, Diva, diva, diva has a hard time, I feel like. Out amongst the tanks, you know, because there's so many ways to deal with her. Yeah, well, right now they're trying to find a way to 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 make Diva more useful as it is. I gotta be honest, with you, I barely pick her. The only reason I, pay- I pick her now is I, mm-hmm. I went on a payload, and the offensive team 
has a Reinhardt, I'll use her uh-huh. to wear down the shield. But go ahead. I, I literally pick D.Va when I don't want to deal with a sniper anymore. I, I dedicate my entire whole game to ruining their day. Mm. I, 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 if there's a Widowmaker that is just wrecking the team, I tell my team, I'm going D.Va. I'm going to go wreck the Widowmaker's day. And then we'll y'all deal with the rest because apparently no we can't deal with the Widowmaker. Yeah. So I'm gonna go deal with the Widowmaker or the Hanzo or whatever, and I go and wreck their day and make them switch characters. Yeah, yeah. Because that's li- I just like I fly past everybody, I go straight for them, and I just ruin their lovely, lovely, lovely camping spots all fucking game. I, I, and that's all I. That's all I do with Diva. <laughs> I agree. And it feels so good. Feels so good to ruin a Widowmaker's day. I'm really glad you enjoy that. You sound like you're really enjoying it's, it. It it makes my day. When I found when I found that as my own personal counter to bullshit sniping, like ah, it just felt so good. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're happy. Very, <laughs> Very happy. happy, apparently. Very happy. But who's the only who's the tank we have? It Winston. Winston. The- Winston is pretty soft, though I found. <sighs> but he can get out. Like hit the jump in and jump out is on a really low cooldown. It's like what four seconds? Yes. So yeah, he's soft. But if he's in danger, he can just be like GTFO. Bye. <laughs> yes, that that is the thing. Like he. Uh- so yeah, you know, he can I, jump in and jump out, but like he is real soft. Like you know, if a Winston jumps in and puts the shield down, and I'm a Reaper, I'm walking right into the shield. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, but, I'm chasing. But you in. know what Winston's do, right? They walk out of the shield, and then you're doing this in and out dance. Yes. Well, that's you gotta hope the Reaper. Like, cause, okay, if you're Winston and you're jumping in and people see you, they will prepare for you coming. That's the right. thing. Um, so if I'm a Reaper and I see it wasn't coming in, I'm going to try to go to, I'm going to try to land, not where he is, because that hurts, but, you know, close to it. <laughs> that fucking hurts. And he puts the shield down, and I'm going to try, you know, he has to run away from me at that point. Mm-hmm. You know? The, every, and also, everyone underestimates that landing damage. Like, that landing damage is important. Like, I don't think a lot of Winstons even understand. Yeah, it is. How much damage that does. Like, landing those, landing those jumps, that can be pretty devastating. Yes. Exactly, it can. Winston, he is definitely like I, I. I used to say that Zarya is the softest tank. Nah, it's Winston. Winston, because Zarya can build that shield right back up really quickly. She's got to duck out for a little bit. I think Winston uh, needs a healer more than any other tank. I. The problem is he puts himself in danger, so Mercy can't just go flying with him. Yes, and that's the thing. Like you, as a Winston, like you, you're trying to break the line, I mean, you jump over the line, and you put the shield down. Now right. they're all focused on you. Yeah, you pretty much need like a Lucio or a Zenyatta like in the vicinity to just help you out. Yeah, but because Mercy can't do it, like Mercy just unless that Mercy is quick to the gun on her shifts, like yeah, she's gonna die with you. Right. But like to counter Winston, I mean, just Soldier seventy six is pretty good, I would say. But yeah, Reaper is good. Like, but let's say you have a. I guess the main point of talking about tank bu- tank busting is if you have somebody who knows what they're doing with the tank, you know. Yeah. And if that's the case, a good Winston can cause a lot of trouble. Yes, uh, Reaper is a good is Reaper's good to have, but like you said, a good Winston will go in and out of the shield, mm-hmm. right? That's why I'd rather have a Farrah for Winston than a Reaper. 
Yeah, I'd say Farah. I'd also say Soldier because if they if he jumps out, the Soldier can still pluck him. Well, I wouldn't. I don't want anybody that's on the ground that Winston can hurt. Mm, okay, With, then Farah definitely better. Farah, first of all, Farah's gonna break that shield in no time. Yeah, but, two rockets, yeah, just about, but two or three. Winston, yeah, Winston's not going to be able to hurt her. Whereas with as he's fucking around with Soldier 76, or he's fucking around Reaper, he will drain their health. And if he has help on top of that, that means that, that you're dead. So, yeah, if he... um, I would pick Farrah, and I'll just, I would just take him from the top. Um, Farrah's another one. I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, uh, Reaper can definitely take Roadhog. But if Roadhog grabs Reaper... Uh, with the chain, you're you're pretty much toast. So that's why yeah. I also like a Farah for Roadhog too. If you're far away enough, not to mention it's harder to land a hook on a floating Farah than it is on a Reaper. But I do love when Farahs pop their alt and I grab them right out of the sky. Yeah, you got to be careful about ulting against a Roadhog because Roadhog does have 600 health. It is going to take like a couple of seconds for you to kill him. Yeah. And that seconds is just enough time for him to grab the fuck out of you. Yeah, it is. Um, so, yeah, that's why I, I, depending on like if it's a real good Roadhog and he's getting a lot of hooks, you probably want to go Vara over uh, Reaper. Oh uh, yeah, Farrah but, over Reaper. But just be careful about your ultimate distance. Yes, um, Reinhardt. I would definitely say Reaper is the better choice because Reinhardt's just gonna block those those rockets. You know, mm-hmm. Zarya. I'd say McCree. Uh, McCree, but also Farrah. Unless Zarya has, uh, unless her damage b- um, bonus is high, mm-hmm. she's not gonna be able to touch a Farrah. That's true. So uh, Farrah is also going for there. I don't know, like, it's... The only problem with Farrah, right? I think Farrah is just a less viable character in a lot of situations. Reaper is... He's more viable, you know? I think Farrah is the safer pick. She's the safer pick. You can stay out of trouble a lot easier with Farrah than you can with Reaper. Yeah. The thing is, with Reaper, if Reaper, like, you know, gets behind the team, you know, he's still viable against almost every other target he comes across. Uh, yeah. As long as they don't not a long distance, Farah is a little different. Like, I mean, there's some battles you're just not going to win on the ground as Farah. No, like I think a Farah tracer ground battle, not really gonna. You're not. No, you're not gonna. Yeah, that's gonna a tracer versus a Farah. Yeah, is that what a, you're a decent? Like, I guess say equal skill level on both sides. That's that's gonna be a that's to me that's like a wash of a fight like they're gonna like basically like run around and do nothing to each other no i i've i've killed fires in the air as tracer Tracer, yes See, that accuracy on that gun is a little too good far range. at a distance it is I, I will agree with that but it's the way it is right now so that's fuck tracer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will but um oh tank but i mean obviously tank busting is a, is an important part of the game like tanks if somebody's playing them well they know that being a tank is about survivability and taking mm-hmm. the damage not just dealing out damage and that's what you really have to deal with you got to wear down their survivability because that'll make them sweat a little bit and you know basically it makes them useless if if you makes, it also makes them want to do something stupid exactly you know that that fight or flight mechanic starts kicking right. in and as a tank buster you may not necessarily just have to kill the tank i mean you may just want to draw their attention enough so they turn around and somebody else can hit them you know that's yep. part of that team play aspect 
Mm-hmm. So nothing like getting to the side of a Reinhardt as somebody and then making him decide: Do I block this or do I block this? Yes. Like that's that's really important, right? So hopefully that was helpful. I mean, yeah, you got anything else, Mike? Or no? I mean, we covered all the viable tank busters. I feel like. Yeah, I think so. So, that's- I, I, except for the you know turrets, can Bastion can run through any of them pretty much if set up appropriately. Well, yeah, Roadhog can also hook him right out of that. Well, I've it can melt most tanks, maybe not all of them. You know, it it just depends on setup. Yes, you know what I mean. It does. Like Bastion is also a valid tank shredder, like. But we're talking about somebody who can go and do that job specifically. That's what we're talking about. So, yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Well, that's going to bring us to the close of this episode. Uh, Thank you for listening, as always. We have various other podcasts for you to listen to. Uh, We have In Orbit, which is our podcast dedicated to Destiny that releases biweekly every Monday with Jorge and the guys from Detectodrome. We have Wow Talk which releases every other Tuesday. That is our World of Warcraft podcast. Uh, This is Watchpoint Radio. We release weekly on Tuesday, uh, starting last week. Um, We we also have Double Tap, which is a podcast dedicated to fighting games and the FGC, though, the fighting game community. That releases bi-weekly on Wednesday. We have SitRep Radio, which is our podcast dedicated to Division, which releases weekly every Friday now. And we have Frontline Radio, which is a podcast dedicated to Battlefield and Battlefront, mostly Battlefield 1. And for now, that's only released monthly until Battlefield 1 actually releases. And that's going to be on the third week of every month. So all of our podcasts are available on iTunes, on Overcast for iOS, uh, Google Play Music, Stitcher uh, FM, uh, Player.FM, or Stitcher Radio. Uh, player.fm, Pocket Cast, SoundCloud. We have an RSS feed and uh, any platforms we have, uh, you can go right to the podcast page on the Mashals Buttons website, mashalsbuttons.com, and you'll have all the platforms right there. Uh, you can find us on twitter.com slash MTB site. We're on facebook.com slash Mashals Buttons and youtube.com slash Mashals Buttons. Mike, what's your Twitter account right now? At S-Y-M underscore K-E-Y. It's a shame that you had to think that long about it. That's a shame. That's because I wanted to, I couldn't remember if I changed it just to piss you off again. <laughs> yeah, so mine is underscore jaw underscore. I don't change it just to piss people off. So. Meh. Yeah. <laughs> Mike's like, oh, to each his own. Um, uh, we like to really thank uh, Wayne Tech 13 for writing in uh, this week. Uh, if you have anything that you want to say to us, uh, feel free to contact us with uh, comments or questions uh, via email. There is an email form on the Mashals Buttons website, on Twitter, on Facebook, on SoundCloud, wherever. Uh, feel free to reach out to us. If there's a specific topic you want to talk about for Watch Pointers or you have something to say about you know what we said on Watch Pointers, definitely feel free to, um, uh, to contact us. So uh, Also, if you enjoy the show and you want to help us out, Anyway, the best way to help us out is just to share the show uh, with others. If you know somebody who you think will enjoy the show, just you know share the show uh, with them, and that's really helpful. If you want to be really, really helpful, then whatever platform you're listening on, just uh, you know rate us. You know if it's iTunes, 
give us some give us some stars there and uh rate us we'd really appreciate it so uh like i said as always thank you for listening uh we will catch you guys next week probably with jason bond or maybe with Walby. we're not sure yet we'll we'll figure that out across the week but we will catch you guys next week enjoy overwatch take care everyone i'll send you my consultation fee